Welcome back to Let's Go There, the podcast about searching for God in a post-truth era. I'm here with Mark Brewer. How you doing, Mark? Quite good. Excellent. Just to start with a reminder, by the way, on anything you hear on Let's Go There, you can email us at letsgothere at crosspointchurch.ca, and we'd love to get any questions or comments or feedback. This week, Mark said, if the shoes make the man, then I'm losing my soul. <laughs> That's a foreboding. You had a bunch of puns. opening line. Yes. What did you say after that? It was another pun. It was even worse. I oh, people remember. are going to give me the boot. Oh, yeah. So bad. Yeah. yeah. I had more that I left out. <laughs> it was ugly. It was ugly. And essential oils and everything. You were into all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we're we're in this dress code series, and if you're just joining us, I think we're in the fourth episode in dress code. This week, you talked about shoes. You also talked about peace. So maybe bring us up to speed on uh, dress code and why shoes and peace. What's that piece of gear? Yes. So dress code, we're looking at what to wear for warfare. That's the, the tagline we're running with. And it comes out of Ephesians 6, where scripture tells us these these are the things you should put on for the battle that you find yourself in. If you're following Jesus, it's going to be a fight. And of course, these aren't literal pieces of clothing, but things like the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. And so what, how we equip ourselves for the spiritual battle that we're in this week for, I think it's our third week. Third one, yeah. Uh, the third piece of our wardrobe was shoes mm. and they're shoes of peace, apparently. What are these shoes of peace? So why are shoes peace? Why is peace shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, the scripture verse says specifically, it's the peace that comes from the good news mm. so that we'll be fully prepared. Mm. And so it's this idea of, Um, we can have peace even in the middle of war. Mm -hmm. Um, We mostly tend to live by the idea that peace is the absence of war. Peace is the absence of trouble and noise and chaos. Uh, But scripturally, Jesus would tell us that, no, you are going to have times of trouble and and war and doubt and all this kind of stuff, but you can still have peace with you. And so when you put on shoes of peace, the, the picture for me that I love there is that everywhere you go, peace is going with you. Mm. And you're taking peace everywhere your shoes are taking you. As I was thinking about this podcast, I was thinking about the state of the world in peace, in terms of peace, I guess both in our personal lives and both in the world. You know, as I just think about what I see on my Facebook feed or conversations I have with people, peace does not come to mind, (laughs) you know? And um, what do you think about that? Why is that? I don't think there's any less peace today than there ever has been. Mm -hmm. I think it's just easier for us to communicate it to the rest of the world that it's lacking. I can now go online and lament about my lack of peace or carry on varying degrees of arguments with other people or whatever it is. Watch the news from a correspondent who's in the middle of a war somewhere across the planet. I think it's just that peace is all the more readily available at our fingertips or the lack thereof. It just becomes more and more noticeable. But you you could probably argue that we live in a busier day and age than Mm -hmm. we ever have. Mm -hmm. And that would all also have a toll on peace. Mm and why we don't seem to have it anymore. Earlier when you said literally it was the good news of peace or the gospel of peace, 
what is this good news that is the good news of peace and why is it connected to peace? Right. The gospel, which is a super churchy word, Mm -hmm. you know, it means good news. Mm -hmm. And for us, that good news is the news that Jesus Christ is here and offers to completely change our lives around. And he makes us new and gives us purpose and joy and hope and meaning and eternity also, mm-hmm. but even in the here and now, mm-hmm. he, he changes our lives substantially. And so we believe that this transformational gospel that Jesus gives us is the good news. There's no better news than your life discovering salvation and joy and hope. We would argue as Christians that that is the ultimate peace, mm. that all other peace is temporary but this is an eternal peace that is with me. As you were referencing this idea of the peace that isn't the absence of trouble, you said you can have peace in chaos. I want you to elaborate on that because you said specifically, I'm going to pick on a word, you said if you know Jesus, even in the middle of chaos, you can have peace. How is that peace different from the peace where I'm the trouble's gone. I guess for us, it's it's that belief, it's that underlying faith that we have that says Jesus is ultimately in control, that all things are going to work together for the good of those who follow Jesus, that eternity, in, you know, in, in light of eternity, the temporary things of earth are minor details and they will come and go and they will be gone. It's that idea that I can still have peace in all of those things, knowing that I trust Jesus, that he will carry me through, that he will ultimately, justice will will be done, and ultimately he will have the final say. You know, those kinds of big picture ideas for me give me mm. peace. Mm. When, when I think, when I look around the world and see injustice everywhere, I still have this glimmer of, but Jesus is going to make all things right mm. someday. And that, that gives me peace. Mm. And so he, he even promised us that we will have trouble in the world, mm. but he has also overcome the world. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, just a verse came to mind as you were talking where it talks about even Christ endured the cross where he died, scorning its shame for the hope that mm. was set before him. So it's like, oh, I have a picture of a different reality, so therefore this very painful reality is only a blip. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But we can feel like it's forever. And I've been there myself, you know? I get a little man cold and I feel like this is never going to (laughs) end. That's hitting too close to home right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you had one last week, right? So, yeah. Um, Further to this, I really like John 16, 33, which you read. It says... I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. This is what Jesus said. And then he says, in the world, you have trouble and suffering, but take courage. I've conquered the world. There's these contrasting ideas of in the world and in me. And you talked about this idea of in me. What does it mean to be in me? If, you, if someone listens to that and says, well, how do I get that peace mm. in me? Yeah, I mean, that's for, for us who would follow Jesus when he says, in me, you may have peace. If you're really living for him, if you've invited him into your life, like we talked about last episode, giving him the keys to your life and he's driving, then I know that my life is bigger than me. It's about more than me. I have put my life in Jesus's hands and I'm trusting him that he is doing what's best and what's right. And as long as I'm with him, I do have peace. And, And so it's just that idea of, I guess, compared to in the world, any peace that I get that's not from Jesus 
is super temporary, whether mm-hmm. it's a vacation, eventually you go back to work. If it's a, yeah. if it's an illness, uh, you get healthy, but then you get sick again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of our lack of peace comes from finances and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, if I just had more money, but then people get more money and they're still miserable, right? So there's it's this idea of the peace you're really looking for mm-hmm. is in Jesus. Do you have a story that either in your own life or maybe, you know, one that you were part of where the world brought chaos and how being in him brought peace? Yeah, I can think of a couple of different circumstances in my life. I think we're living in one right now Mm -hmm. um, as we walk this road of fostering a little guy Mm. and you look at how broken of a system this whole thing is and the pain and the heartache that exists with all of these families and all of these children Mm -hmm. and innocent kids who are too young to understand but they're caught in this crossfire and everything's hard and and it has certainly been a tumultuous heartbreaking road for us but the only thing that keeps us in there would be the belief that you know, Jesus is working things together. Mm-hmm. He he is a God of of healing and peace and justice. And he, you know, we believe we're we're called to do these things. Even this idea of of adoption being a biblical idea, that's what he's done for us. Mm-hmm. There would be those times when when I feel like I'm so frustrated and fed up with mm-hmm. the world or some part of it. It's going back to Jesus and saying, all right, no, he's good and he's got this. Mm. There are so many things in my life when I think if, if I didn't have Jesus, what would I have done to cope? Mm. Yeah. What would, I, what, what would I be holding on to mm. to get me through that? And mm. so that would be a current example for us of mm. trusting Jesus that, all right, there's peace in the middle of a very chaotic, yeah. difficult circumstance. Yeah, that's a good one. For me, you know, I had one just recently. Last July, I suffered a concussion, and it was the first time I've ever had one, but it was a good one, and I was sick for seven months. For three and a half months, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't eat. I was nauseous every day, felt like the flu. I couldn't uh, see very well because my vision was blurry. I couldn't listen to speech. All I could, so I couldn't look at screens, and I couldn't handle bright lights, and all I could do was listen to music, really. And in my mind, I thought it was going to last maybe five days. After five days, it became six, it became seven, it became a month, it became two, it became three. I lost 30 pounds in that process, starting with 170-some. So, you know, it was a lot for me. I think in there, all I had was that peace in him. It was like, in fact, it amplified it because it made me long that much more for things that he's going to correct and make right and bring Mm -hmm. together. And in that, the peace grew because the peace of the world seemed so weak, you know, like I was um, happy one day and in a nice sunny July day. And next thing you know, I'm in the hospital in a blink of an eye. And my next seven months have completely changed in my life. I totally get that peace in the middle of chaos I'm better now. I can look back. And in fact, that seven months doesn't seem as long as the one day felt when I was in it, which mm. felt like forever. It's hard to see out of your trouble when you're in the trouble, but that's the peace. It's a powerful thing. And I don't know what would I have held on to. Mm. Yeah. You know? I mean, the Bible talks about the peace being a peace that 
transcends understanding, mm. right? It's almost like this is peace that doesn't make sense. You shouldn't have peace in these times, Yeah, but here it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful I've had it for my mm. chaos. <laughs> yeah. Now back to the shoes for a second. You read later in Romans 10, 13, uh, 13 to 15, it ends with how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And then it starts with everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Today, it seems to me anyway, that no one really wants to hear someone going around bringing their good news or their beliefs to other people. Yet here it says their feet are beautiful. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think feet that bring good news. I, I don't always think that has to be wrapped up in a gospel presentation or sermon about Jesus. Yeah. I think when the church is being the good news, it's feeding hungry people, it's clothing the poor, it's it's bringing healing to those who are ill, mm. it, it's being a benefit to our communities and mm. doing tangible things that actually help people. And this is, mm. you know, Jesus talked about this, yeah. you know, when visiting those who are in prison and giving thirst uh, water to those who thirst, those feet are, are viewed as beautiful. But I, I think that's how the church should be viewed. Our feet are beautiful because here's what we're bringing. Here's what we're offering. Yeah. Last thing, you ended the talk with these two points about peace. You said, it is in us. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It's the presence of Jesus. And we talked about that. But then you also said, it's not just for us. It's also what we take with us. We must work hard at being peacemakers. Any final thoughts on that last part? Yeah, I think this is the big one too. This is where I focused a lot of the sermon because with this peace connected to shoes specifically, there's this action-oriented idea of you're taking the peace with you. I think this is where I, I started talking about essential oils and all of that kind of fun, right? But this, mm. this idea that everywhere we should go, we should be taking peace. Mm. We, we should be delivering what's good. We, we should be have a calming effect on chaos and bad news. We should be doing our best to bring hope when there's only discouragement and, and hurt. And so when Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, it's this idea of, well, that's who we are. We go make peace wherever we go. And I even like that terminology because it references it as being like you have to make it. Mm. <laughs> you have, so wherever you're going, uh, instead of going home and thinking there's no peace at home, it's all well, how do I make peace at home? If I go to work and work is just always chaotic, well, how am I making peace at work? Mm. And so I'm I'm going to be the person who shows up and delivers peace and whatever thing is lacking that's good now that that can be on me as something that I get to do mm. in, in a dark, difficult time. And uh, again, that's back to the, the beautiful feet, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad that person showed up at my office that day or in my life that day because this is the effect they had on me or that environment or whatever it might be. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark, for your ideas on peace. And thank you for listening to Let's Go There, the podcast with beautiful feet. Mostly. Mostly.